Welcome to the show, Shiva. Shiva is over in Tamil Nadu in India, and he has been a critical node in catalyzing awakening, especially on Instagram. And he's been a super connector of those that are already awakened, are awakening and he's created several catalytic flames for me, myself, in my awakening. And so I'm really grateful and pumped for this. Shiva has also been interviewing people that are awakened and he is Link is in the bio below for people that want to follow him and send him a message and potentially be interviewed as well. And it's a really great way to link people up that are awakened to create even more ignition of the awakening. He and I have had several back and forths now about let's awaken and enlighten the planet, which we're jacked about. There's so many forces right now that are in that process, which is very exciting. Let's start with yeah. some, let's start with some background on you, brother. Let's start with some background. Tell us about how you awakened. Well, uh, there's this thing called joint entrance examination in India, which is uh, to put people into engineering colleges, premier engineering colleges. I went to one and I didn't like it there. I, it, it's far away from home. So returning from there wasn't welcome in my home. Attending the engineering class, classes weren't welcome to my liking. And of course, the hostels were full of all kinds of vices. So just being there was an ominous energy. Uh, as time passed, I realized I couldn't keep living like this, going to college, not liking it there, going to a hostel, not liking it there, not being welcomed by my parents to drop out. Uh, as days passed by, I got one day, I, I, having no guru, having no spiritual technique, uh, just for my solace, I used to feed the dogs, I used to run a lot, and that was pretty much it, that was... Uh, my drug, that was how I was getting by. Uh, one day full of, oh, when, well, uh, living in this stressful situation and the flight of life all the time, 
was wreaking havoc on my nervous system. One day I uh, walked alone, just to feed dogs, uh, carrying a whole bunch of Indian bread in my hand. I hear in my mind, uh, it, you last for two days, after that it's over. Uh, and uh, at that point of time, nothing mattered. Neither my neither my engineering degree, nor my family background, or not the life ahead. If I'm going to die, and enlightenment is the only purpose of life. Who dies a failure? Who dies unenlightened? Uh, it it's a it's a dark night. Well, the night was pretty dark, and it's a lonely stretch of the road. I walk, and uh, it's just me conversing against my conversing against my mind. Uh, my mind says to me, "Go to hostel. You have class tomorrow." I I reply, "Attending the class is fine. Not attending it is fine. But who has to attend?" Following the rules, uh, I had enough of it. And my mind says, your ankles hurt a lot. Ankles hurting is fine. The not hurting is fine. The ankles will hurt tomorrow, but I still haven't awakened. And the third step is I get uh, fed up of just conversing with the mind. It's just wordplay, and it leads to nowhere. It's just mere intellectualization. I, and I just narrowed down to the question, who has to go through all this? Who and who? I just push it really against myself. I take five steps, storming in anger. The blood rushes to my face. So much energy rushes to my face. And from the sixth step, it cooled down on its own. And that was the moment I knew I had broken into something. I go to the hostel, look inside the mirror. My eyes had changed. Uh, I, from the hostel, I, well, I'm just a college kid. From the hostel, I go to the dining hall, try to eat food. My hand reaches for the food. It almost comes to my mouth, but I'm I'm not the body. Consciousness doesn't need food. I've done it. And then I go to sleep. I close my eyes, but it's almost like well, I'm I'm very awake. I turn right, I'm aware. I turn left, I'm aware. The mind isn't racing. Go here, do this. The, the struggles of twenty-something. Uh, the mind isn't racing like that. It is. It's in deep sleep, but I'm still aware. In the morning, I woke up. Uh, that awareness hadn't changed. That's been my. And for three days, uh, I was totally in that state, and I was losing control over all my abilities very fast. I knew keeping in touch with it, my body would, wouldn't last. It's uh, go time forever. So I had to think a lot and load my mind with impressions and impressions and impressions. I finally, uh, get one module working, and with it, get access to all the modules working. And now my ego is back with all its modules or with all its bells and whistles and. How old are you? And back then, I didn't have a teacher, and uh, with, with engineering not being to my liking, uh, my mind was stuck in all sorts of ruts. I didn't have anything to break through, so I used energy a lot. I just used to walk a lot, 
just relied on sheer force and at the moment of awakening that sheer force came came in handy there was this one who does all this and the well the mind knows it cannot break it cannot break through it mind is limited so just the sheer force of it help me break the wall who does all this who does all this and i've been good uh, oh i dropped out of college fifth semester and i'm doing something very different i'm taking i've taken photography and and i'm pursuing arts now Shiva, how old are you? I'm 21 now, but uh, at that moment, 21 now. But at the moment of awakening, I was 17. Yes, I love it. Ah, this is so perfect. You, sock man, is also 20 years old. I love. the youth right now being awakened it's so delicious yeah. the story for you with your sort of matrix force of the culture and the parents and the you engineer and then you have all these other forces of culture that are about becoming profession doctor finance all this type of stuff you have to make money in 9 to 5 and so it's cool that you through the process of asking who who has to go to class <laughs> and then the my it's cool cuz you created a juxtaposition you basically created the very where if if this is the mind that's barking all the time and this is the modulating this is the modulating and you're wondering who's this who who is the screen what is the screen yeah exactly and that's great that you created that juxtaposition for yourself even without spirituality without guru just by asking the question super easy or super interesting not as i think you have a good story about how simple it is too but it's also difficult like you said because there are these days of losing your faculties where what do we do when we're in emptiness and when we come back to the physical there's a process of in a sense integrating some of said capacities again. People kind of look a little bit weird if you just kind of sit there like Yeah. <laughs> People are like, is this person alive? What's going on? <laughs> Do they need medical help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's <clears throat> so there is a process of integration and so So would you say that you landed at when you dug who 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 you land at this this very empty formlessness that is the source of infinite possibility 
and is this awareness, this consciousness. Is that right? Yeah, it's right there in your heart. Uh, when all the waves get lifted and you say, see it, uh, we, I wonder why such a big process, like so many universes, so many beings, and over such a period of time, and this is it. All you had to do was break two or three things in your own mind, two or three patterns, and this is it. That's a good one, too. It's like that within. You do land, uh, well, just asking who, you do break through all the, all the modules. You do break through all the modules and land right in the consciousness. Then the infinite source, well, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, cross your own mind and you cross the infinite mind. Uh, well, after awakening, the energies are going off. Uh, stuff that were not already active, which were dormant, are now active. And now in my, now in my control and uh, enlightenment is called second birth. In Advaita Vedanta and in Buddhism, uh, it is like a kid learning to walk. And how he learns is exponential, it's so crazy, dude. Uh, and so it was a very new place for me and people around me couldn't understand. Uh, well, I wasn't in a deeply restful condition at that time. I was very frantic. I couldn't. Well, I, I walked so much uh, till, till, till the point of my enlightenment and after enlightenment, I couldn't stay, stay still or sit still. I had to walk a lot and people wondered what's wrong with him and I couldn't maintain eye contact with people for so long. Uh, I, and of course, this too got their attention and well, I had to stay, uh, well, after awakening and me sensing energies, the fifth floor where I was put in, where all the drug users and the junkies and the delinquents and all those people, all the antisocial elements. Well, I'm an antisocial element too, but well, I stuck out for a different reason. Well, where all those people were just entering, the fifth floor made the energy so heavy. And it was such a disturbing feeling. I had to stay stay out outside, and I used to sleep in the ground. I used to sleep in the cloakroom, which was open only when people were leaving the home, and had to keep the luggage and depart from home. So I had to sleep. I was basically homeless for the next four months after awakening, and people thought I was an insomniac. I was sleeping quite well. And people thought he was too alone. Well, I, I couldn't, I don't know. Maybe some energetic thing that's setting me apart was happening. And I was with the dogs all the time. So people couldn't figure me out. And this got the attention of my professors. And you know, uh, my grades were very poor. Well, in, yeah, yeah. And they taught me, uh, they took me to be they took me to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist diagnosed me to be a schizophrenic and I was taking Oleans for one whole year, staying in, staying in my home, uh, 
it was kind of a blessing because the college was so stressful so i got to rest at home for a year but the tablets wreak havoc on your nervous system and they poison your nervous system so and this is again where science versus spirituality comes in uh, well just confined by rationality science asks you to lead a normal life conform to the society and to the education and to the parents and to the culture of course uh, science cannot define consciousness the the fathers it has gone is defined it as the heart problem of consciousness and it left it there and it asks you to medicate uh, which is to the greater well which is not to the greater benefit spirituality on the other hand lets you be free asks you to purify yourself uh, says it's all inside it's not something that is said and you have to mechanically treat it it's all inside it's you have the control and uh spirituality has a very good back, backing on consciousness so purifying not medi- medicating is the answer to uh the i i don't agree with the whole movement of psychiatry then okay beautiful we have a couple ways to hit the ball back here <laughs> one of them is that it's nuts that we have these trampolines awakening and then there's no landing zones and so then you have this whole thing with like i'm homeless for 4 months i nobody understands i'm <clears throat> diagnosed for schizophrenia which there's a bunch of disastrous problems with that which we'll talk about there's a lot of dirty bathwater and we need to sort of take out the baby which we'll talk about in a moment and then the whole year long of pharmaceuticals creating neurobiological havoc and then one of the things that i would say around science and spirituality is that science is like the analysis of form science is like when you analyze the specific food item if this creation is a beet salad science is the analyzers of the beet salad but next creation we're going to get chicken soup and it's going to be a different analysis chicken. of form yeah chicken soup for the soul for the soul <laughs> exactly and so this is what we have to understand is that science is the analysis of affinity the analysis of form and it's very important cuz it's what's enabling us to have this conversation right now and so we have to respect the math and physics and biology and chemistry it's like thank you thank you there's very good things here we understand that yet at the same time spirituality is the study of metaphysics it's the study of infinity it's the study of the realignment towards the one heart when you're distracted and distorted by maya and the contractions 
spirituality is like turn inward, turn inward, turn inward, realign, realign, realign. And so ultimately is a synthesis between the two. You drain the dirty bathwater from both. You bring the two together and merge them into one because it's just the mind that's separating them anyway. And so I really like the synthesis there. And then I like your point as well about all you have to do is break these two to three patterns in your own mind. It's really fundamentally, it is that. It's just the contracted identity and the perpetual. Uh, yeah, it just perpetuates itself. Anything uh, that doesn't agree with it just perpetuates. It's this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Be here now. Which way should we go? How long will it take to get there? Where is that? How far away is it? How do we get there? And we have, you know, that's one of them. You know, this is another one of them that's really good. You know, before spiritual awakening, you're the victim. And after spiritual awakening, you understand that you created your own. <laughs> you are creation. You are the entirety of creation. You are the very source of the infinite possibility yeah. itself. Snapping yourself up. Yes, yes. And we'll get, yeah, we'll get to some more of these good ones. Um, this These are some of them from Shiva's page as well. The girlfriend promised me to be normal around my parents this time. Okay, I promise. Her dad. So, what do you do for fun? Me. What do you mean by you? And we'll get to some more of those here in a bit. Just wanted to at least, you know, bring up the fundamental patterns that we're talking about are... Why does the mind constantly bring you into the past or into the future? Why does it make you anxious or depressed? Yeah, that's one of the great freedoms of liberation. Uh, the doomsday effect, like there's some impending doom and the paranoia of it just goes away. If needed, you can be with the humans and take part in the drama. Uh, otherwise, you can be alone. Otherwise, you can drop dead and dissolve for good. Yeah. Oh. I would say that the rumination in the past and the future, like you said, the doomsday mind, the impending doom mind, is one of these patterns. And then... I would say another one of the patterns is that the mind wants to separate everything. So the mind wants to, yes, the mind wants to say that Shiva is different than Atlas and that this glass of water is different than Atlas and Shiva. But then you ask the simple question can make the mind realize oneness, which is, where is the boundary? Where? Where is the boundary between the very oxygen that you inhale every breath? Where is the boundary? And so these little pattern breaks that you can make will help you recognize the very unity of it all. Oh. 
when once you break all the boundaries to the place where the boundaries exist is also crossed over uh the mind is a concept of the mind and that's how ridiculous it is the mind is a concept of the mind <laughs> and uh one little riddle uh one who am i uh, just to solve the entire riddled existence it is uh it is when life gets it is when life gets mind boggling that you turn in, turn inside and ask the questions and ask the questions that really matter and there's only one question uh, another thing about who am i dude uh, when people ask me so many questions so many questions which are of no use uh, i just put who in front of it and ask them the same question back well uh do you dissolve the do you dissolve the body of the mind uh when you awaken who dissolves the body of the mind when you awaken do you think you are god who is god who is the god here when i'm kind of braggadocious uh yeah so many questions people are stuck inside their head so long and there are like these spiritual practices and the traditions and the disciplines and that is a that is a little maya in itself i see people meditating for 20 years reading their books for 20 years uh becoming holy unholy righteous and righteous prejudiced a whole lot and at the end they and all the disciplines to burden them and at the end they die and unenlightened and which, which is very sad to see when in reality it's it's just stopping the thing that's going on here and yeah and well most of most of the people who i come across can't believe uh, i am enlightened or i have done it uh, only now they are slowly getting a sense uh, otherwise they just took me for someone who's living in his soul world yeah uh, uh, yeah that's how bad it is in india the land the land of enlightenment that's how bad it is the people around me have no clue uh, uh also uh, they think it's the end all of life they'll do it after they cross 60 years of age why not get enlightened and live a life much more beautiful much more blissful much freer uh with that is lucid dreaming when a guy gets aware that he is in a dream and he is able to take decisions in a dream with little awareness the dream becomes much more fruitful colorful and beautiful and here they are people going through life and willing to go through life uh, choosing to go through life just a slave just so limited they spend 60 years of life in that fooling themselves in that pit of darkness and they want enlightenment after 60 years of age we should be pro pro life pro enlightened life get enlightened cross off the list as quick as possible and uh, create a beautiful world oh, this is this is india this is india this is the general notion uh, we should get awakened only after 60 years of age <laughs> <laughs> separate themselves from each other all the day long 
uh, have so many well have have so many walls that separate themselves have so many resentments and resistances against the people like <laughs> between themselves all the while and then and then after 60 years of age they get awakened well i hope they get awakened Uh, after awakening though just to stabilize myself i i asked i well i did ask for help and uh, take me to this yoga teacher take me to that yoga teacher and the guys are as unawake as they could be uh, and they are like i no i don't i well i hit the yoga i i see the yoga teacher I, the first question I ask is, "Are you awake?" It's like, "Are you awake, bro?" And uh, they're like, "I want to be normal." Awakening is a very big thing. Awakening comes at the end of life, and they just they just block all the good things from themselves just because the Indian tradition promises awakening only after sixty years of age. <laughs> yeah. yeah i also i also like uh meditation need not be the only way to awakening closing your eyes and sitting it could happen when you are walking uh that's the the well uh you know of rumi rumi atlas you know you heard of rumi atlas that guy uh, was separated from his teacher and he couldn't handle the separation no more he just flung out his arms started spinning around for 36 hours at the end of it awakened a guy spinning around for 36 hours got enlightened the same enlightenment which people uh, come to after 30 years of meditation deep meditation dark dark deep deep meditation and uh, There, there was there was a dancing ascetic but uh, well, there are three dancing ascetics buddha walks by one, one of them asks how long will i take to awaken buddha says three life 30 three life times and this guy gets detected and walks away buddha meets the second guy he asks him the same question how long till i awaken he says you will take 300 life times this guy gets dejected and walks away there's a third guy who's full of ecstasy buddha says you'll take as much years as much lifetimes as there are leaves on that banyan tree this guy just starts laughing and he gets awakened that instant so uh, uh, we do need to take action towards enlightenment but let not uh, action be- be- become your master be not a slave to action Uh, and there's of course pap yeah there's of course papaji a uh, disciple of ramana maharishi who gave uh, who am i who popularized who am i and papaji used to have people sit in front of his presence uh, ask them two or three questions and at the end of it it takes barely 5 minutes the people awaken 
uh, it, it's basically inquiry done for you. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm all for instant enlightenment. Yes, like me too. <clears throat> me too. And I'm actually really happy that you bring that up. I feel a really strong pull towards the instant enlightenment along with the the purifying that comes along with a process in a sense of there's going to be moments when you understand everything as one intelligence at play with itself. There's going to be moments where you end up seeing that am I coming from the creation serving itself or am I coming from me wanting to extract something out of the creation? And so that, that will continue happening and there'll be a purification process, but you can jump and pierce the veilless veil fast rather than slow. And you brought up a lot of good things in that last bit. I would say that in essence, what we're talking about, like we said earlier, is stopping these couple patterns of the mind. And as you quiet the mind, you unite with the diamond that's already around your neck, which is that you're always already free and perfect and ineffable emptiness witnessing infinite creation in that you bring up this really good point, which is that why are people waiting in the Holy land of India, the most spiritual place in the entire world? Why are people waiting until they're 60? Why are they going to Maya for six decades? And then they're like, okay, the last 20 years, I'll try my best to read some books. It's like, nope, actually by the age of 10, we can put you into virtual reality pedagogy and we can walk you through the basic understanding of the nature of reality very quickly. And then you can be awake in the dream you can be awake in the dream and that's lucid dreaming I, I really like that a lot and it's a state change which is another thing that's important to mention is that it's a simple state change drop the person and become god drop the person drop the argument and become god and serve god this is all God playing with itself. So serve that rather than trying to extract for your person. And destroy the world in the process. Uh, India is a land where five-year-old five year babies were enlightened. <laughs> oh, they are missing the whole point here. Also, uh, they think after that, well, they have stereotyped enlightenment so much. They think uh, only the dimensions get awakened, and uh, all their dimensions are all the dimensions are useless. Uh, we have, well, well, well. I hope they join. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are well. They are enlightenment so bad, and we need to open their eyes too. Yeah, uh, show them what's possible when once you awaken. I'm curious what you think about 
the fundamental questions who am I? What is I? What is me? Self-inquiry, atmavichara, go inside, go within, turn inward. When you make the recommendation for people, how do you make the recommendation with who am I? Uh, uh, the game of Maya or materialism is uh, how much ever you play it, there's still more to get, and it is, it still keeps you in the chase, and it never ends. The <laughs> deciding process never ends. And so, so it is with knowledge. As much knowledge as you gain, or as much question as you put forth, uh, there's, it still leads you on, and there's going to be more questions. And these questions are about the objects outside, and, uh, well, as, as much knowledge you acquire, it's still going to be incomplete. Something fundamental is going to be missing. Whereas self-inquiry is the knowledge of the self. Say you have knowledge of everything in the universe, but not of the self, it <laughs> remains incomplete. So you have knowledge of the self and you are uh, clueless about the universe. You have something of substance, it doesn't matter. You can stay soaked in the bliss of the self. That's That's... That's how over overpowering, overwhelming, overpowering it is uh, over over the tiny objects of Maya, and on the moment on the moment of awakening, the things that appear so solid appear so rigid and having such boundaries, such de de definite properties. Consciousness just overwhelms them. This substance, which is intangible, over, over well, just overshadows the tangible substances. And it's like floating in consciousness all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the poetry here is the intangible becomes more tangible than the tangible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, these are the right questions you ask to yourself. Uh, if you need to keep your sanity against the world. Uh, well, well, these are the times where people are riddled with insecurity. Uh, well, the times of Corona makes it even more relevant. And so the only place where you can be secure, the only thing that remains where everything, including your own sense of self, which gets taken away. The sense of self is a permutation and combination of different identities uh, likes and dislikes, you live with these and well, the objects that the objects that make up the content of your consciousness, say I go to this school, this is a dot here, say uh, I have these parents, it, this is a dot here, and say I like this board, this is a dot here. These are just dots in your mind. You continuing to live with it day after day, these dots get connected and uh, a person begins to form and the more you the more you stay true to these dots or let, let these uh, or sustain these dots the, mo the more your personality gets i wrapped around those thoughts so that's that's how the person is made and erase the lines and these dots fall fall apart by themselves and what is behind all these, what has been playing the game all along is seen and that's awakening.
awareness, uh, becoming aware of awareness itself, becoming conscious of consciousness itself, making the seer free himself. That's all you can do. What else should I add? Yeah, yeah. And awakening doesn't mean you need to cover and transcend and master every part of your mind. The mind is supposed to have 16 parts according to yoga, which I haven't even read properly. Uh, take the, those five Those five parts are citta, uh, which is intelligence, and ahamkara, which is identity, and malas, which is the flow of thoughts, and buddhi, which is the intellect, the rational part, and one other part, which I failed to read. Which I, fail, which I fail to remember. The only thing that needs to be dismantled is ahamkara or the identity, the sense of I. Cross over this one I, asking who, who, who really does it, who really does it, who am I, and cross this, cross over this one I, and you're done it. The rest of the the rest of the syllabus need not be completed. Just do this one thing, get awakened quick, and the world is ours to take. Yeah, uh, enlightenment is not something so formidable. Uh, it, it leads, uh, it needs a little, little strength, a little will to be indomitable, a little stubbornness. Uh, I won't give up till I break this barrier. But after that, it's a piece of cake. It's the easiest thing, easiest thing, thing in the world. It's the simplest thing in the world. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And knowledge, acquiring knowledge, uh, thinking your journey towards enlightenment is uh, you're just brainwashing yourself. Uh, books are the new cults. Books are the new cults. Ooh, damn. Uh, that's all, you, all you need is, uh, well, well, action is uh, little necessary. It gives you a platform to stand on. But after that platform, it's up to you to take the leap. Uh, don't stay stuck in the platform. That is Maya, and that is spiritual knowledge, and it's up to you to go beyond both. Now, having a higher platform, a better platform, go beyond it. Don't get stuck into it. Uh, the amount of books you read does not equal your your spiritual progress. Uh, getting through the barrier and touching that spiritual progress, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, truth uh, crosses action. So, how much of action you make? Well, the hours you put, I don't know how it is with meditation or the meditation type dudes, but uh, don't get stuck in action. It's the better you do it, the more the more painful the separation is between you and enlightenment. The more painful it it gets to continue even a day without enlightenment. It gets, it bothers you so much. Who goes to sleep unawakened? You feel like a failure when nothing else matters. You feel like a fa only enlightenment matters. When it becomes like this, uh, you're willing to, yeah, at the cost of your life, you're willing to know the truth, then settle for less and carry on with life. That's the moment. That's the moment. En enlightenment is around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Basically, how can ask who am I? I 
I do think of organizing triathlons in India and mix in inquiry with it and somehow turn it spiritual. There is a purity to physical practice, spiritual, physical athletic practices and mixing inquiry with it goes a long way. Uh, maybe 100 people sign up for the race and 10 people awaken by the end of it. I love the quote. Like you said, floating in consciousness all the time is a good one. I like how you said Maya's carrots never end. I like how you said that something fundamental will be missing. Even if you collect all of the knowledge of form, infinity, something will be missing, a.k.a. your knowledge of the very seer, the observer, the witness, awareness, beingness itself, the I am will be missing. That the very self-distortions are all of the permutations in the possibility space of likes and dislikes and attachment and seeking validation and person energy contraction, all of your childhood conditioning. This is the space of the distortion. This is the space of the argument of God with God, argue with God. And so- Argue with God. Yep. And then I like how you brought up Amkara, which is one of my favorite words as well, because the identity is key. This is a big game of identity. It's all about identity. Are you the person? Are you the awareness? Are you the very source of it all? Are you the very source of infinite possibility itself? The very emptiness in which everything arises and goes right back to. Are you that? Because if you are that, you win. And you serve the creation from there. But if you're even if you're even if you are awareness, I've seen people sort of get into the point where they hold awareness, but their personal awareness. They yeah. don't even go impersonal with the awareness and they don't make it even eternal. And so this is what's important to also decipher as well. And I like how you brought up that. Books are the new cult. It's important to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't have in the classic videos, there's, you know, you have all these interviews happening and the person that's being interviewed has this bookshelf behind them and they have, you know, a thousand books on the shelf and, and that's what makes them <clears throat> so intelligent. But you ask them, you know, what is I? Who am, who are you? What is you? And at that point, you'll tell that the energy is the contracted person because you really just need this flip inward. Analyze inward. Go inward until you get to the very emptiness, to the very black hole itself that is right there at the center of your eye. The very pupil itself is there. It's yeah. we, we put all of these codes into the game and they're they're, they're right there, so simple in front of our eyes, and we're overlooking them all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's so simple. Uh, yeah. Uh, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the floating in consciousness part. 
that is a saint in India. His name is Kabir. He was a beaver, which is a kind of economically poor, but he was enlightened. He said it is like fish swimming in water all the time, searching for water. Yeah. Uh, human <laughs> searching for truth is as well. That's how ridiculous it is. It is like fish floating in water, searching for water. <laughs> they are floating in consciousness all the time, and uh, yeah, when you ask them, "Who are you?" to all these knowledgeable, big, big people in the world, all the big wigs, they just uh, all all the swag comes out. They put on the cool guy attitude. Uh, I am me. This is who I am. They yeah yeah. Well, I haven't even uh, seen Sockman <laughs> who does non-dual hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, describe himself in such big and ragged show. And uh, what else did you say, Atlas? I feel like another good topic for us to talk about would be what has happened in the last maybe year. How long have you been doing interviews now of people that have awakened? For three months now. Cool. Three months. So what has happened in the last three months? So basically since the beginning of this year. And by the way, I want to share with you that Amanda Rizzo, you know, her song, Anata, I am a strange loop that you posted to your account, right? Yeah. Okay. So you posted that to your account. And then what happened was that when I when I was listening to that, that's when this started coming up. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started going to the very meeting place of self, no self. And yeah. I was so grateful because it was your sharing of her incredible musical art that triggered this sort of more true, deep inquiry into the very simulation, the very intoxicative illusion of the sense of I itself. And that's when I sort of started popping a little bit more from the Atman to the Anatman or to the Anatta itself. And then sort of really vortexing in the creation, uh, expressing itself, interacting with itself. And so I'm really grateful for you guys. And that that's the type of stuff that I would say is the, some of the coolest stuff that you've been doing is when you get a good piece of awakening, you share that and then that I check it out, Sockman checks it out, etc. And that's sort of how we go And so you do a good job of that. So what's sort of happened in the last three months? Walk us through interviewing awakened people and what's been happening yet. Oh, I started the page uh, just to rant against me being misunderstood. They were taking me to the therapist and the therapist had no clue. They asked me, do you want to be a yogi? I tell them, I'm already a yogi. They asked me, do you think you are enlightened? I tell them, if I don't think anything, I'm enlightened. <laughs> they were, of course, uh, it was going to no point. And so, <laughs> I love the question. Did they ask you, 
do you think you're in line? You're like, if I don't think anything, and I'm in line. <laughs> it was uh, getting ridiculous over there, and uh, well, and hell yeah, hell yeah. There was ten days of therapy remaining, and they said, don't talk about enlightenment. No one understands what enlightenment is, and I quit it. I was like, uh, well, what better? But what what else am I here for if not for enlightenment? Uh, we we have the ticket to the great freedom. So I and people are so ignorant and people are in so much suffering. I thought I'd work for it, and I'm just ranting out. I'm just venting through the space. Uh, whatever occurs to me, and there's this guy called uh, Brendan Wisman, who lives in First Nations Canada. He had uh, two glimpses of awakening, but they collapsed. Uh, Two two satori's, but they were not permanent. Uh, there's the saint called Ramakrishna Paramahamsa in India. He had uh, three awakenings before he fully awakened. Uh, I tell, well, well, uh, Brendan was called bipolar, and the first message I send him is, "You're going beyond uh, polarity, which stand, which is the polar part, and you're going beyond duality, which is the bi part, bipolar." You are going beyond polarity and duality, Perfect. and I tell them, and I just hit them up with, and they just tell them about the who am. I just tell them about the who am I. Uh, if I suffer, who suffers? If I am confused, who's confused? Well, uh, uh, coming from a back, uh, coming from a background of fitness, he says uh, I'll superset my gym sets with inquiry, and three days later he awakened fully. And uh, that's number one. Uh, it's in my page. Uh, it's called Before Christ and Brendan's Awakening. That's January twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. And uh, I used to post this uh, in stories. And Brendan's friend Nathan Alexander Willis, who lives in Tennessee, USA, he asks me, uh, "I'm kind of I'm kind of anxious, but how should I get enlightened?" I again hit him up with the who am I? He takes notes. And eight days later, he's awakened. That's the greatest thing I've done with this page. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love feeling your service right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rest is this. The rest is the rest is just work in progress. So many, uh, so many people are, so many DMs with so many people. So many doubts are being cleared, and I'm just here for them as a presence, just to address their confusions, queries, and concerns. Uh, just here as well, just here, just here for them to look at until they look at themselves. And rest are just works in progress. Just are just works in progress. Just are just people uh, practicing. Who am I? Yes. And uh, just who am I exclusively is not recommended. Well, uh, do explore yourself in other spiritual practices. Uh, some might help you center yourself. Some might help you calm yourself. But inquiry is some might help you explore mystical mystical realms. But inquiry is very direct. It's just uh, you. Having an argument with your mind, uh, countering it, not taking no for an answer, just uh, yeah, just not putting up with the tantrums of the mind, not putting up with the mind BSing all the time, just penetrating. 
penetrating uh, the penetrating the thoughts with the hoop and uh, and uh, reaching to and reaching to the core of your consciousness the very self oh yeah uh, i got two people awakened that's the only that's the thing i'm most glad about uh, in these three months uh you've been creating uh, way and, uh, more than right you feel like it's been getting to people awakened but you've even been contributing so much to me and my process and many others that have underwent a process when you interview people you make them including me reflect on their own process which then further creates more insight into their process and and then they share that with their audience and that kind of a thing so it's really important how many people have you interviewed uh how, how many people have i interviewed yeah has it been like 100 I'm sorry Mr. Adam uh, oh I'm sorry at this can you come again How many people have you asked <clears throat> those five questions to Oh yeah oh. Well, many people in the written form How many people in the written form I have for 10 people If if it seems like you've asked so many more did you interview did you do Eben yet Eben Britton did he respond Oh Eben he responded and Uh, well i am talking with them uh, with it it here yeah yeah it wasn't an interview with evan britton it's uh, me hitting it's me uh, hitting him up with the who am i how to do it properly and uh, and then uh, oh, and, motivate, and motivating him okay and then did you message sanya no no okay <laughs> I'll I'll connect you with her. She's a close friend. I'll connect you with her. I would love for her to do the interview. And I just I love one of the things that I love about what you're doing also is Instagram is like a blockchain. So you have all of the timestamps of all of these different people's awakenings and their answers in your feed. and i think that you'll be looked back at as somebody that did this process and i think that that's a really important role to have in the awakening and so even these types of things very similar to what we do on the show when we ask people about their journeys and their awakenings very similar these are like time stamped videos about people satori and what not right and so i think that that's a cool role for you potentially to explore is being more excited about if it's in your highest excitement to ask people hey answer these five questions about your awakening and if they're high caliber enough then feature them on the page yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh i just think my interviews are so simplistic i was i love them how to make it run an hour long I I love them. I think that's so beautiful. There's nobody else doing it. There's nobody else that's doing the very simplistic like five of the most like high level questions about, you know, let's check if you're awakened. Right? What are your answers to these five questions? I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. It's really resonating with me.
And so if it resonates with you, I'll keep making really good intros and I would love for that to grow. I think it's very powerful. It's powerful. Uh, okay, uh, I'll go. I'll go ahead with that format then. Uh, well, something simple for the enlightenment world. It's really cool. Let's see how that unfolds. Let's see how it unfolds. Cool. So let's see. I would like to ask you about. Give us a little bit of context. Tell me if I'm right here. The same awareness that is here, the same awareness that is there, okay? The same awareness of all of the viewers. That is Shiva, the universal formless self. Yes? Yeah. Cool. Will you uh, share, yeah, like, share with uh, us more about Shiva, please? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Uh... You now, it's like taking a photograph. There is this entire big reality, and a, a camera becomes a little screen you look through. Uh, likewise, there is this big cosmos, and the one who will and the seer himself looking through it. But uh, with this little brain, he filters, and it's a filtered consciousness. And this looks at uh, the world in his own unique way, and this individual looks at the world in his own unique way. Uh, zoom out a little bit and you see uh, through the eyes of the seer. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like taking a photograph, really. Uh, different, different set of eyes. Well, there's the seer, which looks at everything. And there's this guy who looks at a little limited thing. And there is the camera, which looks at something even more limited zooming out and becoming the cosmic consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I also think we need to uh, well, at least in we need to bring uh, things like silent retreats, which are not more accessible and more proliferant in India. It's uh, it's in very few places right now, and much more people could benefit uh, had they had an easier access. Yeah, the fact that there's a Vipassana center in California in North Fork that I've been to four times has been life-saving for me from the age of 23 until now about five or so years because the oh. 10 the 10 day silent sits are the some of the most profound disciplined ways to access this top these are the teachings of the buddha taught through the theravada buddhism tradition and disseminated further by sm goenka and i highly highly recommend us to create more satsang style community truth community of mirroring to each other emptiness and it's actually becoming more and more in high demand 
you'll notice like why is your inbox getting so many more people? Mine, Sockman's, many of our inboxes are getting more and more people's interest. And it's because people want a pure reflection of the nature of reality. And uh, so the, I'm, the, I'm cluttered by the traditions and the disciplines and the ideologies and the yes, yes, we, we just, uh, you, yeah, yes, exactly. The world needs more free agents who are really free. Perfect. And uh, the world needs more free agents who are really free. Uh, just, just people who are making it uh, accessible and easier for people without the scary rules and the uh, larger well, the, the larger than life uh, the, well, the larger than life uh, imagery of enlightenment and the holier than thou imagery of the enlightened ones yeah uh, how has it been for you after enlightenment? You know, what's been most interesting is that getting this so-called, in the interview, I responded, the one that you gave me, I said that in December, there was this sort of macro level Satori into the very shared impersonal awareness. And when I got that pop, I was like, this is it, the fucking screen. This is the shared screen and it gets the modulations infinitely. I see it, I get it with infinite creation, I get it. And it was interesting because that first pop, it deepened so much when I understood emptiness source, void, avoid, um, infinity. And when I grasped, so there was another layer to it, which was the emptiness and the infinitude truly at its extent and not just becoming aware of the impersonal awareness. So it deepened for me a lot in February and then even okay. now in April, yeah. it's been even more deepened, yep. You're going to become even more deepened in the awakening, and you're going to become even more like a travel agent helping, like a true bodhisattva that can navigate all of these different lenses and help people. Yeah. 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 Yep. Ah, what cool. Was, uh, I, uh, well, uh, uh, have you know, uh, well, uh, have you heard of uh, Avalokiteshvara? What, what's the name again? Avalokiteshvara. Send it, send it to me in the private chat and then I'll put yeah. it in the, I'll put it in the search bar.
that's the guy. Uh, that's the guy, the leftmost mate. Avalokiteshvara, the earthly manifestation of the self-born eternal Buddha Amit Abha, whose figure is represented in his headdress, and he guards the world in the interval between the departure of the historical Buddha Gautama and the appearance of the future Buddha Maitreya. Oh, cool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I uh, went through a really, really dark time uh, uh, when my 11th grade ended and my 12th grade was yet to begin and I was sending him lots of prayers. Oh, the Bodhisattva who embodies the compassion of all Buddhas. Oh, that's beautiful. Avalokiteshvara. Wow. This Bodhisattva is variably depicted, described and portrayed in different cultures as a male or female. In Tibet, he's known as Chenrezig. Wow, the Bodhisattva who embodies the compassion of all. Interesting. Oh, this is perfect. The cries of sentient beings who need help. Exactly. Exactly. The key, I would say, is that, that I've been learning is that you have no attachment whatsoever. You have the strong presence energetically to heal those with the confused seeking impulses, but you have no attachment whatsoever to the outcome. And you also have no attachment, just like in karma yoga, no attachment to the fruits at all. Yeah. 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 Karma yoga is big, dude. Uh, oh, Karma Yoga's big Mr. Atlas. Karma Yoga's big. Uh, well, uh, most uh, most of my walking was uh, me going with a hand, handful of Indian bread and uh, searching for dogs. That that was most of my walking. Uh, I did this for eight months, at, and was at the end of my wits, and and uh, it was at that night I awakened. Oh, I asked. Yeah, I asked. Oh, I asked for my just once. That was my first attempt, and I got got through. Yeah, you said that you were feeding, you were taking bread, and you were feeding dogs. Right, that's what yeah. you were doing. Yeah, and that you. I thought you said that you had asked yourself multiple times, "The who am I?" No. Well, it was uh, one night, and my first attempt was it uh, began and end ended uh, with that one walk. But I, I, yeah. Oh, the first attempt at really getting into who? Who is it that has to go to class? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting, really. It just can be that. And then the three days of sort of. Yeah. Relax in in the in the in the floating in consciousness. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, my mind is at its wits, and it cannot think of any other thing, any other way out. 
and my heart is burning uh, it, it won't go another day without enlightenment of course added to added to it the impending added to it the death like situation so oh wow that's that's how it but uh, just me going going on that lonely walk uh, asking who am i uh, five or six times and it got over oh and yeah and uh, uh after uh, well after dropping out and spending one year in this in the yoga nidra of in the yoga, in the yoga nidra of schizophrenic dosage i am just uh, getting back into my new college and tying some loose and tying some knots trying to get back and if, if uh, and connect to that identity of the one well i don't want to be finished uh, engineering was so horrible and enlightenment helped me persevere through it and uh, now being complacent and losing touch with enlightenment would it would be a very weird disconnect yeah totally so so this is this would be some something interesting to think about too is why don't we also support you via patreon you know why don't we create a vehicle for you when you do get the also one-on-one inquiries that you can create a you know 50 bucks an hour or whatever it is for you know on video call or whatever right let's create the monetization because it's basically an exchange of time and information and what not right so um let's explore because let's let's make this something that you can actually do full time we need you to do this full time to ignite the awakening you can't go do something else and then expect to ignite the planetary awakening okay. yeah 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 and uh i know to what the yeah do you have a I patreon to, yeah do you have a patreon account i i i do i do okay well put the link um you send me the link to the patreon account we'll join it and then we'll also put it in the bottom of the video and then other people can also join it and that can be a good way and then also um you know get more you know we can say this right now like if you guys want to get a one-on-one session with Shiva you know we'll also explore you know maybe you can do a little 15 minute like consultation right for people and then if they want to continue for you know an hour you can you know charge 50 bucks for that or what not and you can put that little link in the bio but that's that's a good way for you to also be able to create financial success for yeah, exchange of time and information that then enables you to further enlighten the planet yes sir yeah yeah and yeah uh we need to make it uh, relevant for the people uh 
here we are the enlightened beings here are guides by the sides we are not sages on the stages uh, we are much more accessible now exactly so cool so we got that we'll have those links in the bio for everyone i think that's that's a good that's a good wrap shiva this has been a pleasure and honor yes sir. thank you so much for your thank you so much for Thank you so much for giving me this platform. I, 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 yeah. You're a huge inspiration to me and so many others. And this is very important for you to know at your young age that you've been creating massive, pivotal, catalytic influences on those that have been seeking the true nature and you've been making very profound awakening shifts for us so we love you we adore you thank you and know that thank you so much thank you so much and we want you to keep doing this so do the interviews we'll get the patreon link down there we'll potentially get people lined up to do some sessions with you so let's let's get this financially rolling too yeah. perfect perfect all right that's all folks thanks for tuning in we adore you infinitely we would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode let us know what you're thinking like the video if it brought you value helps the algorithm subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet and share the video with people that you feel like this would profoundly affect remember very simple question who 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 am i all you have to do is break two to three patterns in your own mind get enlightened first Become aware in the dream of life. This is lucid dreaming, floating in consciousness all the time. The seer freeing himself. If I don't think anything, then I'm enlightened. Empty. Yeah. Empty uh, space. Uh, not, yeah. Now this interview ends. Uh, so should your life things are suffering. Just abide in silence. Just abide in silence, using your breath, calmly inhale, calmly exhale, and just become aware that you exist. Become aware of your own being, become aware of your own awareness. And become aware that you are the very source of this reality itself. There is only one intelligence present and it's all interacting with itself. There is only life. <laughs>